Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Once again, you are listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox, zooming to you live from Brooklyn, New York. Today, we're taking a little trip to Washington, D.C. to uh, talk with the guest that's been on once before. But before I bring my guest on today, the message of the week, it's a philosophical question or proposition um, that I've, I've heard many times and, and kind of uh, enjoy. I'm no philosopher by any means. I like its application to marketing <laughs> more than anything else. And it is, if a tree falls in a forest and nobody is there to hear it, does it make a sound? Again, as that applies to marketing, not philosophy, because suck at it. I took it in college and I, my professor very graciously gave me a C because <laughs> I just was drowning the whole time. But I did walk away with that question and it made me think a bunch of time. So this is kind of something we're going to unpack today, especially as it pertains to podcasting. My guest today, among other things, is podcast veteran. Uh, he's hosted several himself and currently does. He's helped produce a number of others uh, from multiple different angles. And he's got a really great take on how to get the word out and, and bring people in. With that, we're welcoming back Nick Lozano. How are you today, my man? I'm doing well. How are you today, uh, Jeremiah? Awesome. I'm actually downtown in D.C. today. Nice. Uh, the weather is super hot. Um, I'm yeah. sure it's hot for you guys up in New York City. And I'm, I'm happy to be back. Uh, I'm happy that you asked me to come back and uh, talk with you and your audience. Nice. Awesome, man. Pleased to have you. Yeah, today is kind of like this. This month has been rather beautiful in New York City. It's funny because I, I lived in Virginia for a while. I went to uh, middle and high school down there. And by like you know, back then, this was in the in the 80s and 90s, man, it was like hot in March, you know, just like terrible. <laughs> and and I think, you know, the seasons have all kind of shifted a little bit. But yeah, yeah. Up, up, up here, you know, it's like, we, it's still cool at night. It's like in the 50s at night, even if it hits the 80s right now, it's not humid yet. It'll get there. Summertime here is treacherous. It's just awful because you're like in a little armpit, you know, of the, yeah. of the coast. And uh, everything just gets stuck, and it's just like. Uh, but uh, I feel it. I lived in Florida for about twelve oh, years, man. and I I can't do that anymore. I just yeah, I, I just go back down there. I'm like this humidity. It's, it's just too much. I don't need to sweat at 11 p.m. at night when right. there's no sun out, you know, unless I'm doing some physical activity. I'm OK with it. But if I'm just sitting in a lawn chair, I do not need to be sweating. Right. We my dad grew up in Miami. And when we were kids, we would go down there in the summers because that's when we had off of school. And it's just awful. You know, like it's just that was the only time I think one time I went for Thanksgiving. That was the only time I went when it wasn't summertime. And it was just like it's terrible. You know, you just roast. You go out in the sun for 30 minutes and you're just like destroyed, you know, just like. Exactly. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 interesting up here. I mean, I I like it here because you really get all four seasons. Like the summers feel like it does farther down the coast, which I, you know, I'm used to. Um, the winters can be similar to where I went to school, which is Buffalo. And mm -hmm. it's interesting there because. Uh, just so you know, guys, I lied about the podcast thing. We're just going to talk about weather. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Yeah. Um, you know, Buffalo, man, you would have to have a winter coat in the summer because it was going to get below 50, like in the 40s in like on July, in July, like at the night, you know, people would like you go out and people would have like starter jackets on. And I'm like, growing up in the South, I was, this was foreign to me. Like, but, what uh, is this? But every starter now and then, jackets are popular again now. Are <laughs> the they? Over starter jackets are popular again. Yeah. yeah. No, this was this was twenty years ago, but they were they were still they were still in their first way. But everything is you know nostalgia cycles back constantly. 
Um, but yeah, like, you know, every now and then you'll get like a couple of weeks in New York in the winter. That's like, ah, this is, this is like Buffalo. We're not that far. I get it. I understand. <laughs> but it's, it's wonderful because you really just get the full spectrum, you know, uh, of, of seasons and feels. And I like that. I like, I like change because it forces you to, uh, to think differently. And, um, so does like when you create a podcast and nobody's listening to it. What a segue that was. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually a perfect segue. And that leads me to my advice. You know, I always give new podcasters is that be okay creating something that you want to listen to yourself because in the beginning, you are going to be the one listening to it. I'm sure just like, you know, with any piece of content you create, whether it's a podcast or a live stream, it's mainly you consuming it, yeah. especially if we're talking of a podcast, you're recording it, editing it. Um, and, and the first few ones you do aren't that great, right? It's just like when we start anything new, like when you started jujitsu or riding a bike or learning how to do anything, playing a guitar, anything you can think of, right? We all suck at it in the beginning. It's, it's that embracing the suck mentality and realizing that in the beginning, you know, it's going to, it's going to be lonely and it's going to be tough, right? <laughs> lonely. It is lonely. Well, I, I liken it to, um, creating music, which that's what I studied in school. And, um, it's, it's funny cause I didn't, I didn't understand it at the time. And, and part of it is that a lot of, uh, like I have two degrees in music, you know, so I, I went through the, the university route and, and most universities do not teach you how to market yourself, like as a freelancer, or at least they didn't, I don't know. I, you know, i finished my master's almost 20 years ago, so maybe they've changed a little bit since then, but um, at the time, it, you know, I think, you know, schools like Berkeley and maybe Eastman and, and some of the bigger conservatories, they, they probably did. Um, but, but a lot of them, you know, they, they just taught you, it, it was about the content. It was like creating music mm -hmm. or learning how to teach, you know, what, whatever, you know, occupation, we we're going to go that way, but not, not really how to market yourself as a freelancer, or if say you created a band, you need to, you need to treat that like a brand and like a business that was not taught wholesale. And so I, I participated in and saw even more really amazing uh, music get created and just crickets, man, you know, it just went nowhere. And at the time, you know, we're all scratching our heads. We're like, I don't, I don't understand. It's funny. Just we, put it out into the world. The world yeah, should yeah, just exactly. love it. Right. <laughs> I really thought that. Yeah. You know, the, I, I also grew up in restaurants and it was a little different with food. You know, it, it is mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, you, 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 you build it, you open it, you know, and people will come in, you know, you, you get a pretty decent audience, you know, what you do with that audience is, you know, really determines, uh, you know, your, your, your long-term success, but with something um, like not necessary, like food is necessary, you know, <laughs> um, people have to eat, people don't have to listen to music they don't exactly to, you know they people don't and there's a buzz with the restaurant right too because i worked in that industry for a long time right like a neighborhood starts seeing a restaurant popping in and the people start talking about it going yeah oh have you seen this coming in so it it kind of builds a buzz on its own just because people are interested in what it is and then like you said you then you as a restaurateur have to maintain that that excitement and and that drive to get people to come with it and the same thing happens with podcasting right you create your first few episodes and a, a lot of information you see on podcasting looking on the internet it's all audio based right it's like oh which microphone should i use like what service should i use to record this should i use zoom should i use um you know squadcast or one of these other multiple tools um but in my opinion the hardest thing is is a marketing right i can make the show that's easy I can edit the podcast. That's easy. 
Um, you know, at a certain point of time, I get a workflow and I just have my workflow down and I figure out how to edit it. Um, but the hardest part is always, you know, promoting. How do we take these smaller bits of these chunks of these episodes and package them in a way that you can utilize them on social media or somewhere to get people just interested in finding it? Because the one thing with podcasting is discoverability is super difficult. Even if you um, have what you think is a lot of listeners, you're still going to be competing on mostly the iTunes store, right? This is uh, March of 2021. iTunes is still the big behemoth when it comes to podcast discovery. Um, what people are going to see when they land in that list is they're going to see the Joe Rogans, the Jockos, um, the Nerdist, and you will be buried way, 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 way somewhere down in the list, no matter how niched down you think you are it's discoverability is difficult yeah um and and again tying it back into the music industry same way it's just like so much available so if you're like trying to promote you know trying to you, you create an album distribute it through whoever you decide it lands on itunes you're like yes i'm on itunes now this should be great you know you start waiting for the checks to roll in and you're just mixed in there with every badass that's ever lived, you know, I mean, at least podcasting is like a little bit younger, but in music, it's like <laughs> everything that was ever recorded. You're still like, you're still fighting like some of the country artists that were recorded in the fifties. <laughs> you know, <laughs> There were no podcasts in the fifties. Johnny Cash. You're know. still, you're yeah, still competing yeah. with Johnny like, Cash and he's not even alive anymore. <laughs> man. Yeah. Well, there's probably a few dead podcasters that people are still competing with, but that's a very good point. You know, it's like podcasts are, are, I mean, there's a lot of smaller distributions, but they're mm -hmm. not, they're, they don't really represent uh, a big market share where at least with music, you know, there's a, a ton of different ways. I mean, you still got, I guess there's radio. This is talk radio. So I guess mm -hmm. there's still like a little bit of a, uh, a competition, but uh, it, it really is like you're, that's what you got to focus on. And, you know, a lot of people are intimidated by just starting a podcast they're like oh my god how do like you said like what mic do i get in like you get in and that's like super duper easy you, you get you knock the dust off of that in like a couple episodes but you could be 50 70 100 episodes in and still have no following and i feel like that's when the real beat down comes in you know to tie it into jujitsu <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i would say you know i i say it, it's just like anything else right it's you don't really want to compare your journey with somebody else's, right? Thinking of you as a, or someone as a small pet podcaster and then comparing it to the Joe Rogans, the Jockos who have millions of followers. Um, it, it's just not right, the right thing to do, right? Because they're on a different journey there. Your beginning is not their current point in the journey. Like most people are not going to get on and instantly hit that success. Um, sometimes it's not about the number of people that are listening or watching, whether it's a live stream or, or this radio or a podcast. It's about being in front of the right people. Uh, that's the way I see it. Those like, what, what good is being in front of 1,500 people every time if that's not the right audience you're trying to connect mm -hmm. with? And the great thing when you're starting as a podcast and you're a small podcaster is that it gives you an opportunity to engage with your audience um, on a more intimate level to find out what they want, what they need. They can get to know you more as a person. And those are the things that you can leverage as you're beginning is to reach to that smaller audience and engage with them. Find out what they want to listen to. Uh, find out if they're listening to your episodes, where they found it. You know, Ask them questions. Uh, it, it, there's lots of things you can leverage that you have an advantage as a small po podcaster over somebody who's you know, a big timer who doesn't have that advantage whatsoever. Yeah. Again, to tie it into music, it's like 
seeing that amazing artist like in a small venue where you're like close to them and you might even like you might even get to meet them and talk to them where if it's a big arena there's no chance you're just like yeah and that's that's a party all in itself i get it like i've I've been to plenty of them but like these days well not these days because there's not much live music but prior (laughs) prior to last march i always really enjoyed like i was almost like the smaller the venue the better you know because you you get that intimacy and that's just it became the focus for me in, in so many things over the years. But, you know, you, you brought up a really good point. It was like, what's your goal? What's your point? And we're going to take our first break here. But I want to, I really want to pick up with that when, when we come back on, because I think that will really give you a, a, a clear path in terms of how to market. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. you could have like a bunch of people on, but if nothing's happening, what are, is that, you know, is that your point? Is that your goal? What is your goal? And then you can start to think more about uh, about like strategic marketing because ain't nobody got time, man, to just be like putting energy into stuff that doesn't work, right? <laughs> exactly. Or wasting money on Facebook ads, yeah, right? Right. right. Exactly. I, I, I've done that myself. I wasted so sure. much money on Facebook ads because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Just but like it, everybody wants to hear this. <laughs> but that's how you learn. You know, yeah. you mm-hmm. like, you gotta, you gotta waste a little money. I mean, think about those early days in jujitsu. It almost was like a witch. You're like, wait, I'm paying you to kick my ass every day. And I come in and I'm worse than I was the day before. I actually know less because I learned more. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> It feels exactly like that. Exactly. All right. We're going to take our first break, everybody. Hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock 
every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. Again, you're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Today, we are zooming to downtown Washington, D.C., talking to Nick Lozano. He's been a guest before. He's back today to specialize in a conversation on podcast marketing. And before we move on, got to give a shout out to T-Lock. He already is hopping in the comments on LinkedIn. He said, I'm in. Feels like old school radio. Ha ha. Love it. That's, <laughs> gotta that's love big, travis that's a yep. big deal coming from him man because he yeah. you know he knows a little something about radio and music um, he does yeah very well, awesome thanks for listening travis appreciate yeah, you yeah. stopping by uh he was on not that long ago he was on maybe a couple months like, ago right yeah yeah like eight, six to eight weeks ago something like that great show really great dude that was awesome yeah he's a wealth of knowledge when it just comes yeah. to anything marketing or community building too and like video and podcasting, mm-hmm. uh, which is really great. So going back, why would, why would somebody start a podcast? What could be some of the reasons for those listening that are just like, oh man, I don't know about this. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like a lot of people have this sense of they, they have something they want to share, right? And it's, it's about finding a topic that you yourself are interested in and at least for me, it was it was a matter of discovery. Uh, I, I have this passion just for leadership in general. And I was like, I want to explore this topic more myself. And one of the great things about it, you know, outside of, you know, getting an audience and fans is, is podcasting gives you access to people that you probably couldn't have a conversation with normally, right? It's like, we always talk about this on LinkedIn. Sometimes it's like people like, hey, can I pick your brain? Right. It's like, uh, I don't, I don't have time for that, but it's like, Hey, you want to be on my podcast? You want to be on my show? Oh yeah, sure. No problem. Sign me up. What, what time, what day do you want to do it? Um, it can help you expand your network, especially if we're talking about a business professional. Mm. Um, it can expose you to, to other people who maybe have, uh, similar audiences, or maybe there's certain demographic you want to reach. And that person has the demographics that you're looking for. Uh, it can be a great way for exposure. And, and just learning in general. There's different routes you can go. And, and I think what you, the point you made right before we went to the commercial break uh, was that, you know, find out who you're trying to speak to and then try to figure a path when you go that way. It doesn't have to necessarily be set in stone, but that mm-hmm. can kind of help get you started. Yeah, that's great advice. I, I was actually on um, another show on Wednesday. It's called the B2B Hour um, Ryan Giraldi, he's also uh, pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, he's got a couple of a couple of live shows, and uh, it's, it, the whole thing is under the auto conversion umbrella. Mm-hmm. That's like his thing, um, and the whole thing was on omni channel uh, omni channel marketing for your podcast. 
Um, and then we were in another a clubhouse room the next day. He was in there and a, and a couple other people and, um, you know, picked up the conversation uh, the same way. And it, it was funny because that came up like this lady was like talking about getting her business started. She's got a successful uh, podcast as well related to the subject. It was coaching, mm-hmm. you know, coaching and consulting. And someone asked, like, who's your, you know, potential client? And she's like, well, everybody. And it's like, well, yeah. But not In an really. ideal world, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, yeah. in the food industry, it's the same way. It's just like everybody eats, but that doesn't mean everybody's going to resonate and be into what you do. You know, like, if, you, if you're a barbecue place, you're not going to get vegans, you know. <laughs> if, you sell exactly. pork, if you sell pork, you're not going to get, you know, Muslims and, and people that, that don't eat pork, you know. So it, it, you really have to, like hone in, like you said, on, on who, who's your target audience? Who are you really like trying to connect with? And that's, that's a great example, right? It, initially, when you start, you might not really know, yeah. right? Uh, you might just have an idea saying like, hey, I just like talking about this specific mm-hmm. subject and it interests me. And over time, you might find, uh, you know, your audience by doing that. And that's a good way to sit down and just kind of evaluate saying, okay, well, what am I talking about here? And using platforms like LinkedIn and Twitter and, and TikTok and everything and seeing if there's an audience for that, right? There, there, there's so much um, community now, especially with the internet, mm. to be able to go find an audience real time and find people who are talking about specific topics. Uh, if you can think of any topic, you can probably find an audience for it. Uh, so I would say get it down as narrow as you can, especially when you're talking about podcasting. Uh, realize that you might not have a humongous audience, but you will be talking to the right audience. And, and your point about, you know, social media and internet is great because you can get analytics mm-hmm. in a way that you never would be able to before. I mean, think about people doing print material and billboards and, and radio commercials in the, the cost past. per million, right? Yeah. Well, this, this guy that lives in the neighborhood that's, he's, he's roughly my age. Um, he's in, he's been in, in marketing and mainly on the digital side um, through, through a network, like a big cable, you know, uh, network channel. And his father was in marketing when he was, you know, for that's his career, like when, when my friend was growing up. And so back then it was just like radio, print material, television. The Don and, Draper, right? <laughs> and, and, and his dad used to say, like, when he first got into marketing, you know, we know 50% of it works. We just don't know which 50%, you know. And it's interesting because this guy ended up in the YouTube-specific production uh, mm. team for, for this network. And he was like, we got so much analytics, you know, from YouTube especially. So if you're podcasting and you're putting it up on YouTube, uh, you get, especially I think if you have the more premium uh, service, you, you really get detailed analytics on, you know, how many people are tuning in, how long they're tuning in for, when are they dropping off? So they realized they were, you know, they were doing a bunch of 30 minute uh, shows for YouTube and they realized everybody was dropping off to 15 minutes. And I'm like, well, let's just make 15 minutes and for the same creative budget, we can get two episodes instead of one. So it really worked out. And, you know, going back to being efficient and not just like, going shit against the wall to see if it makes a sound like you know time that that's another one of my favorite quotes <laughs> you know <laughs> um that you you have to be efficient otherwise you're going to burn out because if you're trying to produce it you know if you're like the host and you're like you know getting guests on and coming up with topics and everything like that's a lot of work in itself if you're marketing as well and you're not outsourcing and you're trying to edit and do all this stuff 
you need to be super duper efficient. So as you start to market, you can't be wasting time and money on Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think yeah, every... I'm guilty. I'm guilty of wasting money. No, no, me money too. On... Yep. I think everybody needs to waste a little bit of money on yep. Instagram and Facebook ads just to see. You got to just, uh, that was in one of the rooms too. They were like, I just don't know where to start. Like I put money into this thing and it, nothing happened. And it's like, we all need to experience that. So you stop making that mistake unless you just have endless money, like <laughs> knock yourself out. But yeah. like, if you don't, you need to make that mistake. So you learn to not do what you did. <laughs> and they, and I think it's very, it, it still can be very effective. You just really have to focus in and, and, you know, kind of, as I mentioned in the last segment, I think strategy is a big part of it. So one of the suggestions I gave this lady in, in the clubhouse room yesterday was, I think you need to look at it from one of two angles, at least to start, like to, to echo what you said about, you know, you have to start somehow, like pick a path mm-hmm. and then like review, like get some kind of analytics, anything. Like are people just calling you or texting you and being like, hey, yeah. I like that. That's really cool. You know, like just any kind of analytics you can get. So I was basically saying to her, think of it in, in one of two ways. Either you are, you know, everybody's your target and you're just going to like scoop them all in. You're just going to take everybody and you're going to assess what's going on and, and do that for six months. Like really commit to like a six month, you know, path. I'm just going to, I'm going to answer every phone call. I'm going to meet with every person. And at the end of six months, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to document everything and be like, okay, these people, (laughs) they're not my target audience. (laughs) You know, these people are, or this is how I'm going to be efficient with my time, you know? So just like a data collection kind of approach versus I want this to be hardcore lead generation on a specific person, a specific type, like in uh, like some of the masterminds I've been in, they call it the avatar. I don't know if you've heard that word thrown around. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think you're right. It's, it's, it's about like, I know a lot of businesses use podcasting as, as a lead gen tool, but there also still needs to be value in there. Right. If, if, if you tune in and, it's a 30, 45 minute commercial. Nobody's going to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Even if you have the perfect Facebook ad campaign, perfect YouTube ads, if it's a giant commercial, you're not going to get anybody listening to it. Um, if you want to sit down and listen to it yourself, don't expect somebody else to do it. Yeah. That's yeah. it's, it's just with when you create anything, right? I, I'm sure you went through that with your music career, right? You're like, you're like, if I wouldn't listen to this, why, why would wow. I ask anybody else to? Uh, and that's the same thing. Just, just start somewhere. But then also, like you said, it's important to take a step back after you created something and look and say, okay, are we still going in the right direction? Yeah. Is my audience actually who I think my audience is? Because uh, in, in the beginning, we make a lot of assumptions, right? Because we just don't have the data in front of us to say, I know for a fact that this is my audience. Well, in the beginning, we don't. We're just making an assumption. We take a guess. We throw a dart and we find out, okay, you know, that, that was nowhere close. My audience is actually here and I enjoy speaking about this. So as you analyze the data, you know, your show is a perfect example, 15 minute one, you were just talking about a second ago, you know, they looked at the YouTube data, 15 minutes. Oh, perfect. Let's make this 15 minute episodes. And that's, that's the way it should go. So I think it's very important to always look at that data that you have access to take a step back and and stop and think for a minute is this going the right direction i want it to and even if you're gaining traction somewhere else maybe it's somewhere you don't want to go where you can't produce content that invigorates you or inspires you um so maybe it's time to pivot into into mm-hmm. something else right i always think that creating content for somewhere where you're not passionate about will show over time so don't don't try to force it i would say too 
Yeah, that came up in the the B2B hour the other day. It was like if if you're not really passionate and you pointed out already, it's like pick something you're really passionate about because it's only going to be you for a little while plus you have to edit. And like if you don't like talking about motorcycle engines, don't do a show on motorcycle engines because we're going to hear a lot about mo- it, like and you got to be like I I'm I don't know, maybe maybe you're better about this than me, but like I don't always use headphones when I'm editing. And my family is like, bro, if I have to hear you say that line one more time, <laughs> you know, because I'm just like going back and like, I'm going to cut here. No, I'm going to cut here. So the like, trigger words, the trigger yeah, words. Yeah, be nice yeah. to your, well, it's funny. It's like, you know, for the YouTube uh, version of this, I cut out the commercials. And so it's, all, they always hear me saying like, welcome back, everybody, you know, like over like every week they're like. Can you use headphones? I'm like, oh, sorry. You know, or like I'll do it early in the morning and I turn the volume way down. I'm the first one up. But like someone still hears me and they're like, dad. That's that's the musician in you, right? You got your monitors up I, yeah, and you're totally, listening to it. Totally. That's the musician in you. Yeah, you're it like, is. I need the high fidelity studio monitors right there because I need to hear what this Man, sounds like. Thank you. I was funny because I couldn't pinpoint it. Now I'm gonna I got my rebuttal because I'm always like, oh sorry, like you know, it's yeah, a musician it, in me. It totally it's a musician is. in me. Yeah, it that's, is. I'm that's, used to, sitting back with the krks and be like oh nice yeah Yeah, because you need to hear what it sounds like in in space the way somebody would enjoy it in in a spatial environment that's funny because almost everybody's going to be listening to it through headphones (laughs) (laughs) but that's just me that's just me yeah that's it it's it's the whole thing though right take a step back and and make sure you want to listen to it. And I've even had my own thing. When I edited my own podcast, I noticed words that I would say all the time. Yeah. I would ask somebody a question, they would answer and I go, awesome. And it took me forever to get that word out. And editing it was a perfect way to get over that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired I'm of hearing of myself this. say that. <laughs> yeah. Very good point. I've been there to myself a few things where I was like, I say that. All right. <laughs> Speaking of which, we got to take a break. So I'm not going to say anything for about 60 seconds, everybody. Hang tight, and we'll be back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc.
Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Folks, welcome back. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. We're talking to Nick Lozano today, a podcast about podcasts, podcasting <laughs> about podcasts. Meta. Meta. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so all really great stuff, just like why you should start a podcast, be passionate, think about your approach. The, you know, they, uh, Travis actually brought this up on, on the show he was on. It's like, you know, you could go the route of like, I just want, I want tons of listeners and I want to generate ad revenue, you know, like that's okay. Mm-hmm. You got to hustle those people. Yeah. Nothing wrong it's, with that. It ain't yeah. easy. <laughs> and then the other, the other option is like, I just want to connect with very specific people. Um, and I, I agree. It, it can't be a 45 minute commercial. It should be entertaining. It should be fun too. Right. Yeah, like, it's if you're, totally fun. Right. If you're on a podcast and you're like, Oh, like if it, it once it becomes like work, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's funny, everything associated with it. I'm on, this is episode like 83. I think for me, we've been going straight like every week for, uh, almost two years. And, um, I, I just, I, every week I'm just like so excited when it's like the buzz up to noon, you know, like oftentimes like today I'm running to my restaurant with my daughter, like the person that's going to watch her is like meeting me and she's late. And I'm like, it's like, you know, being in a, in rush down traffic and, uh, and sit in the seat. And it's always just like, once we hit that's it, man, it's so much fun. It's almost like a blur. And if that's not what it's like, maybe you should reassess what you're doing or what you're talking about or how you're talking about it. Cause it should be fun and it should come across so that it doesn't sound like an infomercial. Right. Exactly. And every, everything doesn't have to be completely filled with value. Right. Yeah. You said fun. Entertainment is value. Right. People it love is. to be entertained, you know, and it's it's easy to forget and think that when you're creating a podcast, you're like every second, this needs to be completely yeah. filled with value. Mm. One time I did a podcast <laughs> and I had a guest and we just wound up talking about hot dogs and baseball because it's like you're like, we just can't wait till we can get back to a baseball game. So we wound up talking about that for an hour. Um, it's like, we talked about weather for the first 10 minutes. Yeah, was... I mean, the entertainment is value yeah. too. And it, it helps bring over your personality as, a, yeah. as an individual too. And people get to see who you are as just opposed to the, you know, the show host. Yeah. I, it's the, it's interesting you bring that up because that that like that term value became like a buzzword, you know. I mean, yeah. I know I know kind of what it's it like meant. Synergy. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, I know what it meant. Uh, you know, twenty years ago, like working in restaurants, it is different. You know, it, was, yeah. it had a different you know connotation, and you know, at a certain point, it's just like, well, gotta bring value, gotta bring value to your customers. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, 
discounts? Like, what are you talking about? And then I realized one day, cause just, I interact with people a lot, like a smile is tremendously valuable. Like if you can make somebody smile, if they're, whether they're, you know, coming into your brick and mortar location, whether it's, it's this kind of thing where, where they're consuming, you know, something that you created. I mean, think about music, the way that that is, mm-hmm. it's like, all you're trying to do is elicit an emotion in people. You're either trying to get them like pumped up to like mosh or like do jujitsu and break each other, or you want them to like make love or you, you know, you want them <laughs> and like, that's what it's all about. And like, that's value. So it doesn't, you're right. It doesn't have to be super well thought out. They don't have to leave the show being like, Oh my God, I'm going to go start a business. Now I'm going to, hand make unicorns now i get it you know be like that shit was exactly. funny man i, I want to go eat a hot dog too and it's not even a show exactly about hot dogs <laughs> it just became one yeah and, yeah and, no. and, and it's like you said if you, i can always tell when i listen to podcasts and people have like a list of questions they want to get to and they always drive the conversation yeah. that way and uh, i mean you can probably tell too because you've been hosting this for a sure. while you can tell when a conversation is being driven yeah. one direction instead of it just being natural and free-flowing and that's what i enjoy about podcast or live streaming or, or anything like this. that long form content that long dialogue where we're in such a media-driven world now we're like TikTok things are 15 seconds and news segments are 90 seconds and radio bites are 60 seconds. It's hard to get a full thought out. And that's where that long form content like podcasting yeah. and, and this radio is perfect or live stream because we get to have long drawn out conversations and develop our thoughts fully. And, and that's a really great you know question that I think people need to ask themselves is, do you want to go the more curated and edited route where you're pre-recording versus live and you're super mm-hmm. intimate and there are no edits. Like, I just want you all to know all this amazingness that's happening. This is live. There's no edits. This is natural, organic. <laughs> this is non GMO. I was about to say that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, sorry, man. It came to me. It came to me. Yeah. No, non GMO. Yeah. And, and th- there's, you know, you really have to bring your a game. You will make mistakes. Don't worry about that. Uh, and the tech issues happen and you don't get to cut them out. You get to just be natural. <laughs> you know, what I love is I, there was like one or two episodes of Rogan. It was sometime last year when, when like somebody in his staff tested positive and they weren't able to be in mm-hmm. the studio together. And he did, he did a remote interview with Matthew McConaughey, who I'm like not particularly fond of. I don't mind him, but it, I wasn't like, it wasn't like John Danaher where I was like listening to every moment, you know, I just, <laughs> I wanted to, th- I wanted to so watch it just to see what happened in terms of the tech issues. And they had them still. And I was like, yes, not like, I'm not wishing you bad, but it just, I wanted to feel like I was in good company, you know? <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, you, you know, like, and Jiu-Jitsu is a perfect example. Even, even at times where you think you've got something nailed down perfectly, stuff's going to happen. It's just going to happen. Like, yeah. and especially when you get into the world of live and you're doing live streaming or live radio like this it's going to happen and you just kind of deal with it and go on. And the audience doesn't normally care that much about right. it. You know, some, sometimes it creates some of the best moments, especially in live streaming when stuff happens. I mean, I've had you on my live stream. Well, and- the guy that was ripping his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> he did that all by himself. He ripped two shirts. Okay. Um, yeah. It's just, it's the, the one of the things with live is great. is like, you can just have this unscripted moments and the interactions with your audience real time. 
Or like you said, you can go the curated route, like um, 99% Invisible, have these highly produced shows mm. um, with great sound design. It's, it's not that one's better the, than the other. It's like right. find what fits your personality, um, where you feel comfortable, and, and go that way. Uh, you and I are pretty comfortable doing this live because we, we've been doing yeah. it for a while now. We got lots of yeah. practice. Um, so, so just give it a shot. Test both of them and see what works for you. And in terms of live streaming, I know you, you're doing a lot with LinkedIn. It's, I think it was LinkedIn and Twitch. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> those yeah. are like your main two. Those are the main two. Yes. And you, and you multi-stream to both mm-hmm. of those at the same time, right? I, I do. What I really like about Twitch, um, when, when we get in this, so a lot of people are starting to hear about Twitch, but it's, it's been kind of isolated to the gaming world for, mm. for maybe like the last six or seven years. Um, and what I'm starting to see is that's where live streaming is happening. Yeah. Uh, musicians are starting to pop on there, do whole sets. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people, you know, drawing on their painting real time live. Uh, it's a really interesting art form um, or, or a, I guess I'll call it an interesting medium, right? Yeah. Because it's live streaming um, that has lots of potential. You know, no longer are we dependent on having, you know, an old school TV station pick up our show or, or, you know, relying on, uh, was it cable access, you know, the public access channels and paying them a ton of money to, to let us run five shows or something like that. We can just start up on the internet and see what happens. But it's the same thing happens with that too, is as we do with podcasting, right? You got to promote it. Uh, you gotta be willing to listen to yourself because you're going to be there by yourself a lot. So it's, it, it's a great medium. And, and I've had you on it too. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was great fun. And, and the, one of the things I like about live streaming is that it becomes content as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we kind of brushed on this and, and we can talk more after our, our, our last break about it. Um, you know, a great way to promote is, is through social, you know, I mean, web website too is really awesome that there's great analytics you can get from that as well. Like for, mm-hmm. for this show, we just created a landing page not so much because I want, I'm, like, I won't be an archive or anything. I just want to, I just need a, that, that, uh, you need to drive that, people somewhere. I need, yeah. well, I need, the, I need the data catch. I need to mm-hmm. know, like, how, how people are getting there. So that's, that's another good suggestion is just like create a landing. I think we just did it through MailChimp. So it's integrated with, with the newsletter. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got in and you got a, an exit and an entrance in terms of data. Um, but I just, you know, when you, when you click the archive link, it just takes you to talkradio.nyc. I'm not trying to build all that in there. It doesn't have to be elaborate, <laughs> you know, um, but just another way to, to capture analytics. And then your promotion, like you were talking about cutting up pieces, you know, putting out quotes from, from the show, pictures, whatever you want, um, is another way uh, to really capture analytics and, uh, and to track engagement and see who's out there. What are they interested in? Who's really connecting with your, you know, with your with your content surrounding it, and then potentially making that person a guest on your show because they've shown interest, and then you know you get that you you get you know more exposure through all of their friends. It's just a wonderful way to kind of like tie everything together in these little loops. Um, and if they're really cool, you bring them on two times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take that as a compliment. It uh, is. Yeah. I sure. think 
I think you're right. It's uh, you take that longer form content, maybe if it's an hour or 15 minutes, right? Like even nowadays, even a five minute video is long content, right? Oh, yeah. Or a five minute audio episode, and you turn them into little little bite yeah. pieces that you can nibble and share. It's easy to get somebody to say, "Hey, check this out for 30 seconds," as opposed to sending them a link, say, "Hey, check out this 45 minute podcast." It's like, oh, you, you click the link, you see 45 minutes, and you're like, "Nope." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Man, yeah. it's so true. I got to consume Rogan in like those small little bits, you know. Like anytime I'm like, I'm like, man, I just need like I've got a few minutes. I want to. I just want to hear or catch something. I'm looking at the time markers. I'm like, how long is this one? Oh, 15 minutes. I can't even do it, man. Like, where's like the, where's the, I, I got three minutes right now for like a, a little like verbal blessing. Where, where is it at? And you know, something always comes up and it's always great. And that's a perfect but, example too, right? Yeah. I used to be an avid listener of the Jocko podcast, Jocko Willink. And then his podcast episodes started getting to like four hours, four yeah. and a half hours. And I'm just like, I, I can't do this. Yeah. Like I need, I need, you know, I mean, it's, it's all great content, but I can't keep up that pace to listen yeah. to it weekly. I need to pick and choose now because <laughs> right, right. it's, it's taking over everything else. <laughs> I want, I want to listen to the Rogan Gordon Ryan episode so bad. And it's going to take me like three months to consume it. Cause it's like three and a half hours. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll, I'll do like eight minutes a week and we'll, we'll get there eventually. All right, we're going to get to our next break, our last break. We'll be back in just a few, everybody. Hang tight. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19-related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Okay, everybody, last set. Let's make it our best. Welcoming back to the show, Nick Lozano. 
Uh, we're talking about podcasting on podcasting. I'm talking about marketing your podcast. <laughs> I, lo- I just love saying that. <laughs> it's, it's just a great thing to say. Um, real quick, before we move on to jujitsu, because we have to talk about that at least briefly. Um, tell me your, your number one way, just one way of marketing your show what's like your favorite go-to like this works for me i feel good about it it creates engagement i feel like it's going to continue and 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 it's producing results sure for me that's going to be micro content off of a longer episode uh especially if you have a guest find that one 60 second sound but i guarantee if you have an episode with a guest you're going to get one or two 60 second sound bites um either use you know, if we do a video like we have here and you can have a Zoom recording, you know, cut up the video, make that second sound bite. If it's just audio, there's great tools like headliner.app um, where you can put images in and do a sound wave. Uh, just try to find that one sixty second bite that you can send in teaser uh, to get somebody to listen to that whole uh, episode. Because like we were talking about before the break, you know, getting a link to a 45 minute episode <laughs> Uh, you're less likely to do it. But if you hear like a 60 second bit or 30 second, you're like, wow, that really resonates with me. Someone is more likely to then go follow through and go, oh, well, let me listen to this whole thing because I liked this, what what this person had to say here. So I would say micro content by far is is the best thing you could do. Very cool. Awesome. Um, now on to the hot topic, jujitsu, what's happening? You're back to training. What's it? I am back to training. And, uh, I've been back since I've been vaccinated for maybe about a month. I got, I got the, uh, J and J vaccine like two days before they shut it down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, all's good and well. Uh, I'm just literally waiting till I don't suck anymore. Uh, at the end of 2019, I, I had slightly tore uh, my meniscus Mm -hmm. and one of my, uh, knees. So I was out from like, november till like february and then so i was back for what a month and then covid happened and yeah. everything got shut down so i'm i'm at like a year plus out from actually training um so i feel like i'm pretty terrible yeah <laughs> and, like, yeah but, but you've been back for for like a month or so now yeah i've been back for about a month month and a half something like that yep it's funny i heard this guy uh at Henzo's the other day, there were just a few of us standing. Well, I just finished a class and they were going in and I, I was walking by um, and I just heard him talking. It's a guy I train with pretty regularly. I think he's a big guy too, big, like a big dude. And I'm walking by and someone like who had just come back and said, oh man, you know, when'd you come back? And he was like, you know, right around the end of February. And he's like, yeah, how was it? And he's like, you know, for the first couple of weeks, like it, I just sucked. I couldn't remember anything. I didn't know what was going on. But then I started to feel better. And I looked over my shoulder and I was like, that's funny you say that because I trained with you right around the end of February. I remember he came up to me like it was no gi class. So you don't see rank or anything like yeah. that. Everybody's just wearing their pajamas or whatever they want. And, uh, and, and we had to switch partners and he just looked at me and I was like, fuck, this guy's big. Like, <laughs> but okay. Like everybody there seems big, you know? And, and I'd only been yeah. there like six, six or eight weeks at that point. And I was like, well, fuck it. You know, I know how to tap. So we get going and I was like moving him around. I was like, this is, this is so bad, you know? And I was like, he's big, but I, I, you know, I didn't like submit him or anything, but it was just like, I felt good, you know, maybe a, like a month goes by and, and we were in the same classes. We just ended up not training together again, mm-hmm. you know, just working with different people. And, and I'm like, yeah, you want to train again? He's like, yeah. 
much different situation. I just felt it was like on the bottom, <laughs> like like a, the, the bottom of Mount too, not even like the bottom of half guard or what, just like the bottom of Mount and and trying to escape uh, his back control. The yeah, whole time. and everyone else is watching. They're like, oh yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Jesus. <laughs> you know, I was flopping around too much to be dead. They were like, he's, he's panicking is what it looked like. But, and then like we trained, I, so we got done with that. And I was like, wow, that didn't go so well. Maybe I'm just not feeling my game today, you know? And I have trained with him like three or four times since then. And I'm like, no, he just dominates me. And I, I couldn't understand why like that first time it, it went well for me <laughs> then because he wasn't like, doing it he didn't feel two days ago I was like, oh yeah. yeah yeah no he just hadn't trained a long time and he probably was just holding back he probably was like i don't want to do something stupid i don't want to get you know and it's funny when you haven't trained with somebody before you have to go in like i just assume everybody's better than me i have no idea who you are you know unless well i mean that's like, that's well, a good way to look at it right yeah. it, especially when you can get hurt training it's like okay well this person might be better than me so i need to protect myself yes not that you're expecting to lose but you're no. you have the expectation that you need to protect yourself uh against something and especially when you're rolling with somebody who's younger than you maybe they were a division one wrestler yeah. i don't care even if they're brand new if they were a high level division one wrestler anybody's gonna have a rough rough day with yeah. that individual because their their cardio endurance is just on another level <laughs> And they will accidentally rip your leg off. Like they don't, it's not like they don't like you. That's just what they do. That's just how they move people. They're like, I'm going to take that leg and move it in the most unnatural way. And if you move in a way that is more akin to like jujitsu, like it, it might not play out for you. So my goal is always like, this guy was asking me the other day, like, oh, do you compete? Have you ever competed? And I'm like, nope. If I walk out of here on two feet every day, especially a room like Enzo's, <laughs> I you know, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, I won. I beat you all. <laughs> so the last competition I did, um, I did IBJJF DC Open here, right? And uh, I, I go to, uh, you know, play against the guy who who is in my bracket. And for some reason, I don't know why from stand-up, I sat down, I pulled guard, and I tried to play, play um you know, single leg, you know, where you wrap around like that. Yeah. I got to hear my coach go, stand up. I'm like, what? And I hear, he goes, no, you just scored two on you because you sat down. Yeah. It's just like, and then I lost two to nothing. Um, so like, That's a guard. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, okay, I've, I've learned my lesson here. You know, it has those humbling moments. Yeah. Uh, I don't, where, I, yeah. I, I don't love the IBJJF rule set, but uh, I, I do like that, that it's like you, you, you can't just sit to guard, you know, unless you're like, I, I don't, it's not terrible. Like I get it in some of these, uh, these 20 minute rounds, you know, where it, the guy's just like a leg locker and he, he's going to play from bottom. He's looking to get under. Yeah. yeah he's looking to get under. So sitting down. It, yeah. And like, let's get it on. I would prefer to see them tango. And it looks like they're doing it more and more. It seems like the, uh, the, the, you know, especially because so many of them go to decision, even the 20 minute rounds, a lot of them are not, they, they don't end with finishes. Um, that the judges are scoring based off some sort of wrestling. Like if you just sit to guard the whole time, even if you're attacking, you better be like attacking hard for them to give you a, a win. If it goes to decision, if you sat, if you just keep sitting to guard, like you have to be chasing those legs. Um, I like, yeah, see- I get, I, I get that. I, I, so the first month or so is back. We were still like in isolated groups because, yeah. um, you know, obviously they, they're, they're like, okay, people are just coming back. Let's keep these in groups to make sure that, you know, 
there's no cross-contamination. If somebody happens to get sick in the beginning here, we can isolate it. Uh, so I wound up getting stuck in a group with a couple wrestlers and a couple judo players. Oh boy. So <laughs> I wound up doing tons of stand up and, and because of that, I wound up getting a fairly decent Uchimata out of it just because like, like I can't pull guard on somebody who just grabs me on that judo grip. Like there's just no way you're not going to sit down when somebody's got the top of your collar. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to an evening class and a guy pulled guard on me and I was so mad. Like, <laughs> right? What is this? <laughs> like, stand up. Like I, so he pulled guard and I just stepped away. I just stepped away. I'm like, man, yeah. stand up, man. Stand up, stand up. Come on. I was like, I didn't work out with all these wrestlers in this right? Uchimata for nothing, man. Exactly. <laughs> I want to hit this. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, this is great. Two for one. Talk about added value. We just got awesome jujitsu advice as well. <laughs> so we got to wrap it up. I want you to tell people really quickly. You got 60 seconds where to find you podcast. Sure. So you can find me on LinkedIn. It's linkedin.com forward slash I N forward slash Nick N I C K dash Lozano L O Z A N O. Um, I'm on Twitter, Ronan janitor, uh, Ronan underscore janitor on Twitch, uh, TikTok, Instagram, all that. You can find me that way. Uh, LinkedIn's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me, or you can find me that way. My podcast, Lee.exe. Uh, that's L-E-A-D dot E-X-E. You can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play. It's on YouTube. So wherever you listen, you know, just subscribe, uh, give me a like, I'd appreciate it. And I live stream normally on Fridays. I'm getting ready to switch that up a little bit, uh, but you can find me mostly on my LinkedIn page and Twitch for that. Right. The live and, stream live stream is LinkedIn and Twitch. Yep, yeah, it is. Nice. And Jeremiah, I appreciate you having me on hey. again. It's it's been a blast as as always, and I feel like we could go for hours and hours. Really, we could, we could. We'll do something next time. We'll rope, we'll rope Travis in as well. we'll there we go. I, I gotta get here. to New York here soon too. Yeah. It's been too long since I've been in the city. So everything's it's popping. It, it's like really things have turned. Let's hope it stays that way because it was a rough year. But would love to have you, man. Love to connect. All right, everybody, you guys have a great weekend. Get some good shit done. We'll see you next week, everybody. Peace out. at www.talkradio.nyc now broadcasting 24 hours a day hey everybody it's tommy d the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic each week here on talkradio.nyc i host a program philanthropy and focus Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. 
Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 